Welcome to the exciting rebirth of Superstar featuring choose your membership rate as low as just $3 a month. At Superstar, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week, unlimited access to special horoscopes, class passes for Synchronicity University, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the Superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there. Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of August 15, 2021. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week without a doubt. Big things happening in the sky now. Now, one of the biggest things is actually Uranus going retrograde, but it isn't just that Uranus is going retrograde, but is doing so, standing still in the sky all week, technically beginning to go backwards on Thursday, but will do so while holding a conversation of supreme harmony with Mercury and with Mars as these planets dance within orb of each other. This represents not just personal realization and personal change, owning our personal truth and most authentic expression, but it also speaks to how it is that we can immediately apply this truth or a better life. And what do I mean by a better life? Well, look, Mercury and Mars are going to meet in the sky on Thursday, the same day that Uranus goes retrograde. And as they meet in the energy of Virgo, this becomes about our lived experience, the small moments, the day in and day out. Where is it that we're tapping into the spirit of truly being ourselves in those very moments as we move through our life? There are all kinds of ways in which to understand Uranus. And so I wanted to explore some of them with you. I've been having a wonderful rebirth in my own life. Now, if you've watched me for a while, you may remember way back in the day, like really some of the very early content on this channel was Synchronicity Web TV. And as part of Synchronicity Web TV, I remember, again, way back in the day, I had a one-bedroom apartment in downtown Toronto. And... I turned the bedroom into a studio and I would have like just about anybody who was around, <laughs> anybody I could wrangle in the Toronto astrology community, I would get them to come over so that I could interview them. And it was a wonderful experience for me on so many levels. So one thing that was wonderful about it is that I got to have the kind of conversations I wanted to have. Um, the other thing was I was using this you know, emerging, very new platform at the time, which was YouTube. Way back then, there were very few astrologers who were actually on YouTube, and mostly what you saw was forecasts. And of course, I love horoscopes, and I continue to produce horoscopes as well. But what I really wanted to do at the time was to interview people that I admired, or just to have conversations about astrology that took astrology seriously, that mattered to me. And so I was able to do that, and that was a wonderful thing. Um, lately, I've been returning to all of this in a very powerful way in terms of posting more interviews, interviewing more astrologers, and it works in tandem with uh, the wonderful things that are happening with the growth of my school, Synchronicity University. And so I had these fascinating conversations about Uranus this past week, and you will see these interviews posted in the coming days. But I wanted to be sure to talk about a couple of them, two of them. 
in particular, Jason Hawley. So Jason Hawley uh, understands about myth and he believes in an embodied astrology, understanding that astrology is understood by also acknowledging that we are here on earth. We are part of the earthly experience, that you can't have the sky without understanding the earth. Now, as part of this, he was explaining uh, the Uranus-Gaia myth. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a synopsis. I actually talk about this, uh, the origin myth of the different planets, according to Greek mythology, in one of my books, Prayers to the Sky. So according to the ancient Greeks, at first, there was nothing, there was a void. And out of the void came chaos. And out of chaos was born Gaia. Gaia, of course, is the earth. And the earth was complete in and of herself. Uh, she was teeming with life. She was fertile and peaceful. But she was lonely. And she wanted to experience partnership. And so out of her own body, she created Uranus. And so Gaia, the earth goddess, connected with and created her partner, who was Uranus, the sky god. And together, they had a profoundly romantic relationship, uh, one of great love, one of great connection. But also, at the same time as Jason Holly was pointing out to me, and I'll post that interview in the coming days, but he was pointing out that there are also myths of them not having a harmonious relationship. In fact, Uranus could be quite violent with Gaia as well. And I found this to be incredibly intriguing. Uranus is understood as an energy of mind, of electricity, of pure thought. But the thing is that our thoughts can be erratic, and our thoughts are determined by our conditioning in many ways. But sometimes we get these moments, these glimpses, these insights that allow us to go in new directions, that allow us to realize where it is that we could be thinking more clearly. Now, what does it mean to actually think clearly? I think it has to do with detaching emotion and thinking from a space of, yes, rationality, of course, but love is a rational force. And when it is that we're willing to see more lovingly, in many ways, that can be one of the most powerful ways to detach emotion. Because so much of our emotion and our emotional conditioning is rooted in our conditioning, our understanding of our past, and how we learned to respond to different situations to the point where it becomes automatic. It becomes a part of our conditioning. And it isn't until we decide that we don't want to be ruled by responses and reactions to our external environment or every whim or every feeling, we start to evolve, we start to elevate the energy. In this way, I do believe that the outer planets speak very powerfully to the accelerated course that we are on as human beings in terms of our higher evolution, in terms of our higher understanding. So it was way back, about just under 250 years ago, that around 250 years ago, that Uranus was discovered. The discovery of Uranus was a leap in consciousness, not just a shift in consciousness, but an actual leap. It represented a whole new paradigm, a whole new way to understand our place on the earth and in the larger universe. 
Up until the discovery of Uranus, there was still debate as to whether or not the Earth was the center of the universe. Was the sun actually? There were scientists who were saying it's actually the sun. And of course, we know, for example, with Galileo, he was forced to recant that because it was thought to be uh, insulting, spiritually, religiously insulting, to think that we are not the center of the universe. That we are not the most favored in the cosmos. And then Uranus is discovered, and all of that just goes out the window. We realize that actually, you know what? We are much smaller than we realize, and that can be humbling. But that can also be really empowering. There's something about putting ourselves in right context to our world around us, to our universe around us, our multiverse around us, that actually allows us as individuals to own our light, to own our individuality, to own our most authentic expression that much more. And I also think that a part of evolution and how these outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, represented a shift of consciousness with their discovery. At the same time, it's also a shift in our understanding of our power, our understanding of our interconnection, our understanding of love itself and what that's going to mean. As part of understanding love, sometimes we also have to understand contrast to that energy as well. I think that's been part of what we've seen in the world that we've created more and more. Just like Uranus stands in contrast, Gaia in some respects. And within that, there are so many nuances, so many ways in which these energies show themselves and express themselves. Gaia herself, we can look at Uranus and say, wow, Uranus has this enlightened side, but the shadow side as well that we see the origin myths. So does Gaia as well. Nature isn't always harmonious. Nature sometimes uh, can be quite unruly, to put it nicely. And sometimes within nature, there are conflicting desires, conflicting forces, conflicting needs. And sometimes they are very much at odds with each other. We see this in the natural world. So we have now Uranus standing still in the sky. But not only that, standing still in an earth sign, in the sign of Taurus, the first earth sign of the zodiac. And this brings with it an attention, yes, to earthly matters, to actually embodying the energy of brilliance, the energy of freedom, and what that looks like for us. Now, what Uranian energy looks like for you is going to be highly personal. But one thing we know about this archetype is that it orients itself around higher consciousness, leaps of consciousness, and freedom. And it's interesting to me that. Astrologically and symbolically, we connect these archetypes. It's part of the same archetypal umbrella of Uranus. As much as Uranus is about freeing your mind and thinking clearly, it's also about personal freedom, the right to be yourself, the right to authentically be whom it is that you were created to be and not whom you were conditioned to be. Now, that is borrowing the words of Jeff Wolf Green, where he said, that Uranus represents the freedom from the conditioning and moving towards a more authentic expression, which is very powerful. I am paraphrasing here. 
But that's very powerful to take into consideration. How is it that when we allow ourselves to shift consciousness, but not just shift consciousness, to leap forward in consciousness, what does that look like for us? Well, one thing we know is what it looks like is permission to be you, whatever that may be. Permission to be yourself and express yourself. And of course, to honor equality, to own your own light, is to give other people permission to shine their own light in a way that brings peace to them, in a way that feels right to them. It is the freedom to be you, but also giving others the freedom to be themselves as well. But when we think about the connection between Uranus and equality and human rights, of course, that also involves what is at the root of human rights? What is at the root of equality? It's love. It's the willingness to see and honor the energy of love in each other. When we're able to see it in more of us, we give ourselves permission to see it within ourselves as well. In this way, everyone is freed. The conditioning of the past and the limitations of the past as well. And so it's one thing to say, I feel the energy of freedom, right? I am the energy of freedom. I have leaped forward in consciousness. It's one thing to say that. But it is another thing to actually show it in our day-to-day experience, in our day-to-day life. I'm reminded of the words of Marcello Ficino. Now, Marcello Ficino was a Renaissance astrologer and a Catholic priest. Now, this was before the discovery of Uranus, but he wrote about the classical planets. And one of the essays he wrote on Saturn really stood out to me and stayed with me. And in this essay, he talks about how Saturn to Marcello Ficino represents what he calls the Christ principle. So it has the potential here to be enlightened, to be loving, to be compassionate, to be generous. But how he understands Saturn is, and the phrasing he uses, and again, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, But the phrase, faith without works is dead. What that phrase means is, it's wonderful to believe whatever you believe. That's a great thing. Belief is powerful. Belief can make incredible things happen in our lives. But what are you actually embodying? What are you actually living? And in this way, according to Ficino, it is Saturn that encourages action that says, believe what you want, that's a wonderful thing, but are you actually living it? Are you actually embodying it? It's one thing to say, according to Ficino, again, to say that you embody the principles of the religion that he represented, but it's another thing to actually take on the example, to be that example in the world. That's where the real work is. That's where it really shows if the work that faith requires actually something that is of use and good for you and to others around you. It is through your acts that your faith shows. So with Uranus, what I find really intriguing is Uranus says, yes, free your mind, think clearly, be a rebel, right? Don't be afraid to do your own thing, to be your own person and live that truth. That's a great thing. But how do we actually embody that? In a couple of different ways. 
So one way is we give others permission to embody that as well. That's one of the most powerful ways. And we do that energetically. No one needs permission from anyone else to be whom it is that they believe they've been created to be. No one needs that permission. And yet we are more at peace when we energetically allow that in others, especially when, I would say pretty much exclusively when, other people are coming from a place of love and wisdom within them, then of course, whatever it is that your authentic expression is, may it come forward and celebrate that in others. Now, the other way is to recognize that there is a difference between the authentic expression of self, regardless of what anyone else thinks about it, and the performance of rebellion. These two originate from very different spaces within. And one represents coming from a place of peace and one doesn't. Now that doesn't mean that somebody who is a rebel um, is in any way performing in and of itself, of course not. And we do have to be mindful where it is that perhaps we're judging other people's unique expression. So being mindful of that, it is something for us individually to explore within ourselves. Because sometimes I do think what can happen is that we get caught up in the performance of rebellion and we do it sometimes very adamantly because we are afraid of what it is that perhaps our authentic expression could be. That authentic expression is always going to bring peace and is going to be uniquely your own. But the performance of rebellion is ultimately a energy that is one of anger. Now, sometimes that anger can be justified. Sometimes that anger can be very deeply rooted in real pain. And the only way we know how to deal with it is to bring forward the performance of rebellion. And then again, sometimes that isn't necessarily the case. We're rebellious because that is our pathway to discover ourselves and our own power. And actually both can work in tandem. But the performance of rebellion is one that ultimately takes us away from peace. But it is ultimately where it is that we're willing to ask ourselves those tough questions. What is it that it actually means to honor ourselves? What is it that it actually means to listen to our heart? And to live in accordance with our truth. That is an act of rebellion because so few people do that or have a chance to do that. Whether it is through circumstance or through choice or through consciousness, opportunities to become more conscious, each one of us is in a different place where it comes to our understanding of how to bring forward that authentic expression and our awareness as to where it is that perhaps we're not living in alignment with it. But the great thing is sometimes the universe comes along and gives us a little prod, gives us a little push, as is the case now. With Uranus, stationary retrograde, all of us are set to have a moment of truth. And I think that there's this phrase that keeps coming to mind, the proof is in the pudding, right? And what that means is the proof is in the actual substance and the action in what is lived in what is embodied. And I think all of us are going to have the experience in one form or another where 
our actions and the way that we are living get new insight, fresh understanding, and may very well be the place where the revolution takes place in our smallest moments, our day-to-day lives. As Uranus stands still in the sky, the personal epiphany we have may very well be about self and about practical matters, about self-worth and self-esteem, all very Torian subjects. And when we look at worth, we can understand that in all kinds of ways. Part of worth is also having to do with what's worth doing for money and what isn't worth doing for money. The other amazing conversation I had was with Mark Lawrenson. So Jason Hawley is going to be speaking that I talked about a little bit earlier. He's going to be speaking at the um, Embracing the Community, a celebration of astrology's Um, conference event, the online conference event of the year, as I'm liking to call it. And this is put on by the London School of Astrology and Synchronicity University. I'll link to that below. And I'll talk about that towards the end as well. But with Mark Lawrenson, he's going to be speaking with the September speaker series of Synchronicity University. And he's going to be speaking about sacred hurdles. And it's this idea inviting us to look at hard aspects differently in our own natal chart, and also by transit as well. So he talks about squares, conjunctions, and oppositions. That's what this talk is going to be about. And again, in the coming days, you should see an interview where he gives some insight into that. But what was very interesting about talking with Mark on camera was, I mentioned a little something in my chart that had to do with Uranus. And just that little bit of information I gave him, he spoke for five minutes about what that aspect means. And it was the first time in a really long time that I felt like someone just nailed it. They just nailed it. Like what is at the core of my chart, this core Uranian energy of my chart. And so I don't normally talk a lot about myself, but I did talk to Mark about myself as well. Again, you'll see that interview. I hope you enjoy it in the coming days. But I wanted to mention a few things I've been thinking about. So one was, in about two weeks' time, uh, will be the anniversary of uh, my being a full-time astrologer. And if you, again, have been with me for a while, you know, September 1st, there's always a big 24-hour sale to celebrate my anniversary as a full-time astrologer, the launch of my website and, and all of that good stuff. Is, uh, is always on offer. So it's the biggest sale of the year. But I actually do it as a thank you. I do it because it's fun. I do it because I want to celebrate and because it's special to me um, that I get to have this incredible life and you make that possible. But I've also shared with you guys before that the first seven years of my 15 years now, right? In two weeks, it'll be a 15-year anniversary as a full-time astrologer. For seven years, I lived below the poverty line in Canada. And I'm really grateful. I mean, my parents, they helped me so much. They believed in me so much, even though I do think at times they were thinking like, what is she doing? I really do believe that because I remember one time my dad said to me, like, you have a master's degree. You could get a job making $60,000 a year right now if you wanted. Like, what are you doing? But he said it really nicely. Um, But they trusted me. You know, that was the great thing as well. And so Really, I'm so grateful to them always for the love and support that they gave, especially in those early years. But I actually had this thought 
as I was getting ready for this video and I was remembering this and always around this time of year, I get kind of emotional. I get very filled with gratitude. It's just a wonderful reminder when my anniversary starts to come up. And the thought was, how did I do it? Like, how did I manage to live below the poverty line for seven years? There are a lot of people out there who wouldn't have been able to do it for one year, right? A lot of people. And a lot of it, I think, really depends on your chart. Your chart is going to say a lot about what you need. But because my chart is so Uranian, right? I was always very determined to honor something else, honor my authentic expression, honor my truth, be myself, do something that allowed me to be fully myself and to keep going. I was also thinking and connecting this energy to something else as well. And I've shared a little bit about this before uh, also with you guys. I remember uh, when I was growing up, growing up like a lot of people out there, right? Not easy for whatever reason. There's a million reasons why growing up cannot be easy. And I've shared some of this before as well. Uh, when I was a child, when I was growing up, I looked really different than everybody else. When you see like my grade school pictures and stuff, I'm taller than everybody. I'm bigger than everybody. I'm brown. Like all of this stuff that really made me stand out a lot. Um, and so as a result of being different, I attracted certain experiences and things happened. And as part of that, I was reflecting on resilience. Like, as hard as that was, as painful as some of those experiences were, they, now I can see that there was always something within me that was very determined to be me, that rebelled against those voices outside of me that said, not enough, not worthy. And then I've also shared with you as well, when I was a teenager, I went through a very intense depression. And my parents really didn't know what to do or how to help me. At the time, there wasn't really the awareness around these things in teenagers as there is now. But I really could not function for a period of time. I left high school for a period of time as well. And during that time, I remember just being so sad. And um, part of my motivation for what I do now is that I want to be that voice of hope other people because I know how these small glimpses of hope, whether it was through books, whether it was, you know, random conversations, whether it was bus drivers smiling at me, these were enough to keep me going for another day. So that was a big part of my motivation as well. But I realized actually today I was thinking about this. And as I thought about first, the fact that I lived below the poverty line for seven years, how did I do that? And then I thought further back. How did I get through grade school? How did I get through my teen years? Well, it is perseverance. It is resilience that sees us through. It is a connection to a truth that is all your own, that helps spur you forward. It is determination that helps spur you forward. But what is that determination rooted in? Where it is rooted in authentic expression, there really isn't a whole lot of other choice. We're always going to be called back to that path, always going to be called back to fulfill 
what it is that represents our truth, because our truth is a reflection of a higher, more loving consciousness for us, a higher, more loving, more wise plan for us. It's something that we know, perhaps on a level of spirit, perhaps unconsciously. We can say that so much of the chart, as much as the sky can represent higher abilities and consciousness and movement towards greater love and greater wisdom, sometimes, I do think, in my humble opinion, there is still value in those times when we are not conscious. There is still value in those moments when maybe we don't feel as connected or we don't feel like we're truly honoring of our most authentic expression. And what that most authentic expression is, it'll change. That's one thing I've really learned in 15 years as a full-time astrologer. And even when I reflect further back on my life, it is this understanding that what it means to be your most authentic self will go through changes given where you are in your life at any given time. And so what is it now that's ready to change? Where is it now that you are ready to embody your most authentic self, your most authentic expression differently than you did before? And where is it that it feels right? We've got this beautiful harmonious connection between Mercury and Mars and how this configuration is speaking in supreme harmony with Uranus. It is going to invite us to embrace this newfound understanding that all of us are set to have in at least one area of life. What does it mean to be true to yourself in at least one area of life? And how are you going to go about living that truth? That is part of the journey, part of the challenge, the excitement of this time. And just like Uranus, the energies can go in all kinds of directions. And yet, at least now, with these trine energies, Mercury trine Uranus, that energy is going to perfect on Friday. Mars trine Uranus, that energy is actually going to perfect at the very beginning next week. But we'll feel this energy as we start moving towards the middle of the week, as these planets start to align within orb of each other. And it is the great opportunity that we have now to understand how it is that our most authentic expression has changed and to be it and to live it. That can be a very rewarding journey at this time. Now, all of this is aided by on Thursday as well. So we've got three big celestial events on Thursday, Mercury meeting Mars, Uranus going retrograde, and the sun in opposition to Jupiter. So the sun stands across the sky from Jupiter once a year. This is that moment, this time, this year. It's the sun in the sign of Leo, and it is Jupiter in the sign of Aquarius. Now, the sign of Aquarius, well, Uranus is the modern ruler of the sign of Aquarius. So you can see there, there's already a connection appearing. The sun has to do with our core, our center. And it's in its home sign right now, in the sign of Leo, making this energy that much more stronger, that much more pronounced, that much more bold. It is knowing that you are worthy of shining and being seen. But what is the pathway that's going to get us there? I actually see the opposition of the sun and Jupiter 
as revealing a pathway. It's like Jupiter represents a more hopeful, inspired, idealistic future. That becomes especially true with Jupiter in the sign of Aquarius, the energy of idealism, the energy of the future. And with the sun standing across the sky from Jupiter as it is now, we are likely to gain a glimpse or have an understanding of what that more ideal future looks like for us. It's part of our individual vision. as part of what we feel it means to move into a more inspired future. Now, we may take action to try to get us there. We may overshoot the mark a little bit with this energy as well. We might overdo it in some way. And yet, as part of this journey, the pathway towards that more ideal future will reveal itself. We may not be there just yet. That's okay. Because at least we'll see the journey that can get us there. We'll understand if we are on the path or we'll evaluate how it is that we can ensure that we are on that particular path that's going to allow us to fulfill a more ideal future for ourselves. With Uranus as ruler of Aquarius retrograde on the same day, well, chances are the insights we have as to how we're going to get to that more ideal future, well, it's going to come on by surprise. It's going to be part of the epiphany. And yet there's hope and there's faith that we will get there. We may not be there just yet as part of our individual journeys. Whether the work is inner work, owning our light, claiming our light, knowing that we are worthy, or whether it is practical, we will come to understand what that pathway looks like for us, and we will come to understand what the journey to that more ideal future could look like, the inner work and the practical steps as well. Now, finally, the other big news this week is Venus. It is going to be on Sunday or Monday, depending on where you are on the planet, that Venus is going to change signs, moving into its home sign of Libra. Now, think about what happens when you are at home, right? You feel more comfortable. You feel more at ease. You feel like you can let your hair down, be yourself. It's kind of like that when any planet comes to its home sign, as is the case with Venus coming to the sign or entering the sign of Libra now. And so this is going to encourage us to seek higher forms of beauty. I like to equate uh, Venus and understanding Venus rulerships of Libra and of Taurus. Um, I like to connect it to a story um, that is in Plato's Symposium. And in Plato's Symposium, we have Socrates uh, giving speeches about all kinds of things, all sort of centered around different themes of love. And in one part of the symposium, Socrates talks about the difference between earthly Aphrodite and celestial Aphrodite. So earthly Aphrodite is the physical experience of love, of joy, of pleasure. That's often associated with the energy of Taurus. But it is celestial Aphrodite that has to do with higher forms of beauty. The beauty in architecture, in symmetry, in balance, in all things. The beauty of harmony as we move through our lives. And these are all areas of beauty that are able to come to the forefront that much more with Venus in the sign of Libra. Now, an interesting uh, thing to consider is that it is often symmetry that we think makes a person beautiful, right? It isn't 
your all those other superficial things we think like your gender, your gender identity or your race or any of that. It really scientifically anyways comes down to uh, having a certain symmetry in the appearance and in the face. However, too much symmetry isn't good either. Too much symmetry uh, feels a little weird. It takes people a little bit aback. In fact, when we think about some of what we might consider personally, if you think about the faces that you find yourself very drawn to, that you think are very beautiful, chances are they're not completely symmetrical. There's something interesting, a little bit different about them. But at the same time, it evokes the thought and the possibility of some symmetry there as well. Now, of course, beauty is so subjective and it is your unique beauty that is to be celebrated, regardless of how you may judge it. Truly, I do believe all of us have our own unique beauty. Where is it that your unique beauty can be more centered in, rooted in, an appreciation of balance within you and with you? Well, that may be part of the exploration now. Ultimately, this is also a very social energy, a very gracious energy. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun for many of us out there to explore, to consider, to connect with others. Chances are so many of us out there are going to be that much more ready to connect, to have one-on-one -on -one interactions and conversations with others, and in the process, feel the love. What I love about this week for us, well, look, there's a lot here. It's a very powerful and meaningful astrological time. It is one of those moments that can free us of the limitations of the past, help us to see ourselves differently in a much more authentic, empowered way, and can invite us to claim and to own our own unique light and our own unique beauty as we move through the world. It is one of these moments that can help us to leap into a higher state of consciousness. And you know you're on the right track when that higher state of consciousness helps you to align with greater love, and greater wisdom as well. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up, all of it. It means so very much. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. And of course, if you want to know how all this wonderful stuff this week, all these powerful aspects this week, speak to you in your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com, where for as low as just $3 a month, but choose your membership rate, you can get access to expanded exclusive video scopes for each and every sign each and every week for as low as just three dollars a month now higher tiers get you things like all access passes to future synchronicity university classes consultations with me live events with me at the full moon and so much more all of this in the superstar space link is in the description below and i look forward to meeting you there at nadiashawsuperstars.com Synchronicity University, huge announcement, Kabbalistic astrology 
is coming Rachel Schwartz, the one and only Rachel Schwartz, world-renowned Kabbalistic astrologer, is coming back, and this time with a five-week course. What? At Synchronicity University. And if you can believe it, it is choose your tuition rate until the end of September, as low as just $5 a class. This is an unheard of rate for a teacher of this caliber, for a class and lessons of this caliber as well. And Rachel is going to be going through different aspects and understandings and applications of Kabbalistic astrology. She's going to be looking at everything from your moon sign to relationships, to parenting, to world events, and so much more. I truly am so grateful to Rachel. I'm so proud to have her at my school. I feel like this is just one more way in which Synchronicity University continues to be this force for greater love and greater wisdom in the world. Um, I really think that Rachel is an exceptional astrologer. She's so charismatic. She's so beautiful. She's just a light and she just has so much wisdom and she brings the perspective of love and wisdom to her astrology through the lens of the Kabbalah. And so I know a lot of students have been asking for this. And so now here it is. This October, you can learn from Rachel Schwartz, Kabbalistic Astrology at SynchronicityUniversity.com. And until the end of September, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. Link is in the description below or visit synchronicityuniversity.com. I look forward to meeting you at this and in this truly exceptional and special class. Synchronicity University and the London School of Astrology have joined forces to present the conference event of the year. I kid you not, the biggest astrologers alive today are going to be part of this very special conference event. You can see some of their pictures up here. You can see their names up here as well. These truly are huge astrologers. Some of them I know, some of them I'm just getting to know, but exceptional minds and great astrology. So this is Embracing the Community, a celebration of astrologies. It is going to be taking place over the autumn equinox weekend. I hope that you'll join us. There is a limited use coupon code, SU50, which gives you 50% off the conference rate. And so you get a great deal. You get to learn from incredible astrologers. You get the recordings for free, lifetime access to the recordings, and so much more. It really is going to be an incredible weekend event. I hope that you'll join me with this very special experience and join these exceptional astrologers that will be joining us. And I'm very excited to announce that Cameron Allen, who you've seen at Synchronicity University before, he's a favorite. Well, he is now joining this very special conference event alongside with all the names that you see up here. I know many of them are familiar to you as well. And so synchronicityuniversity.com to sign up for the astrology conference event of the year. I really look forward to meeting you there. SynchronicityUniversity.com, link is in the description below. Synchronicity University September Speaker Series is right around the corner. You've got two weeks left to choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. This is very exciting. We've got incredible speakers who are going to be joining us and teaching incredible topics. I mentioned earlier Mark Lawrenson. 
He's going to be teaching on sacred hurdles, talking about squares and oppositions and conjunctions and how those very tough aspects are actually great gifts in our chart. We are also going to have Bear River, who's going to be teaching practical magic using planetary days. Philip Miles is going to be teaching on progressions. Priya Kale is going to be teaching on Chiron in astrology. And the incredible Cassia Kristoff is going to be bringing an evolutionary astrology perspective to the 12 signs of the zodiac by exploring the six axis and their polarities. Now, you'll see all these people on my channel in the coming days as well, so you'll get to know them in advance. But yes, if you'd like to sign up to these incredible classes for as low as just $5 a class with Synchronicity University's very famous Choose Your Tuition Rate, as low as just $5 a class, well, you can learn more about their classes and sign up and enroll now at synchronicityuniversity.com. The autumn session of Synchronicity University is right around the corner. Yes, autumn is around the corner and it is back to school autumn session with classes that are highly requested by you, these students, that I will be teaching Saturdays throughout the autumn season. So we'll have a bunch of classes on the Midheaven and the 10th house. I know lots of students have been wanting to know about that. More classes on the 5th house, the 9th house. We're gonna have Palace Athena. How to write horoscopes. I'll be giving you insights into that. And we'll be looking at power couples and power bonds and so much more in this coming autumn session. So I hope that you will join us again. Choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class is on right now at synchronicityuniversity.com. Link is in the description below. And the last class of summer school is right around the corner. Single class passes are now available at synchronicityuniversity.com. A very highly requested class that I'm going to be teaching two weeks from now is the basics of rectification, which is rooted in, if you don't know the birth time, whether it's your birth time or someone else's, there are specific techniques that astrologers use to pinpoint an exact birth time for you. And I'll be teaching you some of those techniques. So you can sign up for that individual class as well as get immediate downloads of previous classes, including the classes that I taught over the course of this summer at synchronicityuniversity.com. Mayan Astrology, the book, you can get your advanced copy along with $250 worth of free gifts, what? With your advanced copy as well. And this is a book, the English language version is co-written by me and my friend, Yuridia Robles, that you've seen on my channel. Yuridia is widely recognized as one of the leading experts in Mayan astrology in the world. She's the only astrologer who works for the Mexican government, and she truly is so, so very brilliant. And I'm so excited and privileged to be co-writing, co-written this book with her on Mayan astrology. Um, so the advanced copy is going to be available for sale for another two weeks till the end of this month, and then we'll ship out at the end of September. If you want to get the book wherever books are sold in stores, you'll have to wait until November 11th to do that. And at that time, the Spanish version of this book, written only by Yuridia, is going to be available as well. So I hope that you'll check that out. There are only two weeks left to get your copy, your advanced copy rather, of Mayan Astrology, the very special book 
co-written by me and Yuridia Robles. It really is such a privilege to present this to you. As you may know, again, if you've watched me for a while, you know, I have called Mexico home for about nine years, almost nine years now. Time really does go by and it feels more and more like home to me. Uh, with each passing month, with each passing year. And so this to me is so very special because it's a way also of giving back, of making people aware of Mayan astrology and the spirituality, the very profound spiritual connection that the indigenous people of this land have and the wisdom that they have. Some of that is encapsulated in this book. So I hope that you love it. I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope that you'll check it out. You can learn more, read an excerpt at synchronicitypublications.com. And you can secure your advanced copy as well at the Synchronicity Publications website. Link is in the description below. Astrologyconference.ca is where you can sign up for the Canadian Astrology Conference. This is set to be a huge, very special event. And I will be speaking at this very special event. My nerd hat will be fully on. I will be speaking on Alan Leo and how I believe that he was the bridge between ancient astrology and modern astrology with his work, esoteric astrology. So we're going to look at his work. We're going to look at his history, look at his life and have a lot of fun in this lively and fun talk. We've got huge name astrologers as part of the Canadian Astrology Conference. So I hope that you will join us at astrologyconference.ca. And finally, you can get my take on your unique birth chart by checking out my partnership with Cosmogram. You click on the link in the description below, navigate to the Cosmogram website, and there you can enter in your birth data. Within hours, you will be sent your chart along with a description of the different planetary aspects in your chart. Those sections are written by me. They're an exploration by me. And you will gain insights into what I think of these different planetary conversations and placements playing out in your chart. Thank you so much to everybody who's gotten this chart reading. I appreciate each and every one of you so very much. Thank you for the wonderful feedback as well. So again, Cosmogram and my partnership with them has this wonderful natal chart reading written by me. You can learn more and get yours at the link in the description below. And thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for almost 15 amazing years. Be on the lookout on social media and even here on my YouTube channel as well, uh, where I will be sharing with you details of the upcoming anniversary sale that I do each and every year. It's a 24-hour sale. Um, most things are at least 50% off. Everything, just about everything is discounted. And so I hope that you will uh, join me in that. Your chooser tuition rate, well, that's going to stay the same. That is a really rock bottom price. Uh, but I love being able to offer that to you guys. I love making astrology classes accessible to anybody who wants them. And so, yes, please check out the links in the description below. I look forward to meeting you in class, meeting you in the superstar space, meeting you through my books and wherever else we may connect. Thank you. And thank you again for watching. Until we connect again, take care. <laughs>